Amen. Welcome to Studying in the Word. Today is October 4th, 2022. Just such a blessed Tuesday evening. On today's uh, episode of Studying in the Word, we are going to study in Exodus chapter 12 and uh, also take a closer look in the book of Genesis. Uh, Sister Patricia, would you uh, bless us with prayer? totally fine. Uh, Sister Pat, I did not drop off or give you those daily breads. October, November, and December. Amen. Um, did anybody want to share uh, what they remember from last week's study?
uh, Brother Desmond. Amen. So last week we, I'm sorry, what was that? Exactly. Yes. And so we did. We went over the genealogy uh, in chapter five, which uh, Noah came down through the line of Seth, which Seth was the replacement um, for Abel. So, yes. And we also uh, rediscovered, discovered uh, the age in which Adam uh was called home i believe it was 930 years so we we see here prior to the flood the mentioning of the longevity of life with individuals at this time people were living seven eight eight seven eight nine hundred years okay um and tonight's study we're gonna go from Genesis 5, we're going to go into Genesis chapter 6, and then as uh, you did uh, state with Exodus chapter 11, we saw the last plague, which was the plague on the firstborn, and we see here so far with these 10 plagues, it was for a reason. God hardened the heart of Pharaoh, and Pharaoh, uh, his heart was unyielding to what was righteous and what to do what is righteous. So we see here um, in Exodus chapter 11 that we, we learned about that most uh, of all, we must pray that our heart is yielding to the Lord and that we are seeing in the fashion that he wants us to see. And we also uh, learned that these plagues had to happen so that people will know who the one and only true God is, which took us back to the book of Genesis, you know, in which that is what we're seeing today. Nothing is going to happen good unless we know and we adhere to God's laws. Amen. Amen. Uh, with that being said, uh, I am going to start reading uh, the Daily Bread, dated for Tuesday, October 4th. My whole being longs for you. This is Psalm 63, verse 1. Our heart's true home. 
Bobby the Wonder Dog was a collie mix separated from his family while they were on a summer vacation together more than 2,200 miles from home. The family searched everywhere for their beloved pet, but returned heartbroken without him. Six months later, toward the end of winter, a scraggly but determined Bobby showed up at their door in Silverton, Oregon. Bobby somehow made the long and dangerous trek, crossing rivers, desert, and snow-covered mountains to find his way home to those he loved. Bobby's quest inspired books, movies, and a mural in his hometown. His devotion strikes a chord within, perhaps because God has placed an even deeper longing in our hearts. Ancient theologian Augustine described it this way. You have made us for yourself and our hearts are restless until they rest in you. This same longing was desperately yet eloquently expressed by David in a prayer as he hid from his pursuers in Judah's wilderness. You, God, are my God. Earnestly, I seek you. I thirst for you. My whole being longs for you in a dry and parched land where there is no water. Psalm 63, verse 1. David praised God because his love is better than life. Verse 3. Nothing compares with knowing him. Through Jesus, God has sought us out and made the way for us to come home to his perfect love. Regardless of how distant we once were, as we turn to him, we find our heart's true home. Written by James Banks. Amen. What do you look forward to most about one day seeing Jesus? Anybody want to share that answer? What do you look forward to most about one day seeing Jesus? Seeing all the loved ones that were in the past that we reunited with them. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Sister Nicole. Thank you. Brother Desmond. Being peace of mind. Amen. 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 And Sister Patricia. In what ways will you seek him today? I seek him when I, when I get up and all throughout the day in prayer. I just sometimes just go to the wonderful out and just look up in the sky and just think that the Lord created all of this. I just throughout the day, I just, you know, I just think about the Lord and I think about, you know, where would I be if it wasn't for him. I just thank him for all that he's done, kept my loved ones and family. And I just, throughout the day, just look up and just say thank you, Lord. Thank you. 
Praise God. Yeah. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. Amen. You know, in what ways I seek Jesus today, I will have to be in agreement with each of you in, in your answers in, in seeking the peace and constantly re-examining myself. Also, I seek him through confession and conversation. You know, um, we just, every single day I find myself is, is when you are diligently doing the work of God in, in seeking um, peace, the adversary tries to creep in. And when we re-examine ourselves and we're in constant confession and conversation uh, through our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ uh, to God Almighty, we get to have that bridge, you know? And um, I recollect that by my youngest son's uh, writing when he referred to uh, Jesus Christ as the bridge of hope, you know, and that is so, so true. And what do you look forward to most about one day seeing Jesus? I would just stay in confirmation with Sister Nicole, no more goodbyes. Reuniting with our loved ones and there will be no more goodbyes. Um, in, in closing with uh, the Daily Bread, uh, reading and the questions uh, that they presented. Uh, it closes with a prayer. Jesus, thank you for making the way for me to come to you through your life, death on the cross and resurrection. Amen. And these are very beautiful books. Uh, you guys can actually order them free on ourdailybread.org and uh, just really phenomenal. We will be right back after these messages studying in the word. Restoration of peace within the soul is an ongoing process. Prosperity Project Series presents Restoring Your Inner Peace After Abuse. The brightest stars on earth have overcome many adversities in their lives. This book is dedicated to the inner healing of abuse victims and those who have encountered traumatic experiences. Focusing on the strength-based perspective, the reader will connect with their innate ability to overcome all obstacles. This book was written by survivors to survivors and those that know survivors. Instructor's Manual and the individual student books of Restoring Your Inner Peace After Abuse are designed for facilitating workshops, Bible studies, individual readings, and or groups. This book is available right now on Amazon.com. A few testimonies from Lori Massey, 
who says that the book is wonderful, inspiring, empathetic, and helps with the past. The novel market declares while religion isn't normally their thing, I know it is for a lot of people. And this book seems written with good intentions to help others. Also, Bill says that this book is inspiring and transformative. He says it is a great read and he wasn't sure what to expect going in, but he enjoyed the book and he recommends it. Restoring Your Inner Peace After Abuse, available right now on Amazon.com. Amen. Welcome back to Studying in the Word. I am Minister Michelle Carter Douglas. Praise God. Uh, As we now turn our Bibles to Exodus chapter 12, that's Exodus chapter 12. And tonight we will be reading out of the NIV version of text. Amen. And does everybody have it? Yes. Praise God. This uh, chapter uh, is speaking about the Passover. So we see that in chapter 11 came the uh, closing of the, the plagues. Um, that fell upon the the Egyptians. So now we're coming uh, to chapter 12, which is the Passover and the festival of the unleavened bread. Amen. The Lord said to Moses and Aaron in Egypt, this month is to be for you the first month. The first month of your year. Tell the whole community of Israel that on the 10th day of this month, each man is to take a lamb for his family, one for each household. If any household is too small for a whole lamb, they must share one with their nearest neighbor. Having taken into account the number of people there are, You are to determine the amount of lamb needed in accordance with what each person will eat. The animals you choose must be year-old males without defect, and you may take them from the sheep or the goats. Take care of them until the 14th day of the month when all the members of the community of Israel must slaughter them at twilight, then they are to take some of the blood and put it on the sides and tops of the door frames of the houses where they eat the lambs. That same night, they are to eat the meat roasted over the fire along with bitter herbs and bread made without yeast. Verse 9. 
Do not eat the meat raw or boiled in water, but roast it over a fire with the head, legs, and internal organs. Do not leave any of it till morning. If some is left till morning, you must burn it. Verse 11, this is how you are to eat it, with your cloak tucked into your belt, your sandals on your feet, and your staff in your hand. Eat in haste. It is the Lord's Passover. So before I say anything, um, anybody want to share what they received from these uh, verses 1 through 11 in chapter 12? It was God's direction. Mm-hmm. He was telling his people what was getting ready to happen. And then basically what was getting ready to happen was that with Passover, it was uh, it was death passing over. He was given directions to the people of Israel to do what they were supposed to do in form of directions, like they had to listen to him and be faithful to him. This was this was showing that their faithfulness to God. Mm-hmm. The direction so the death would pass over and would not kill them or kill their firstborn. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Brother Desmond. Yes. And we do see here. And the, the beauty about the Lord is that he conversates with us. And yes, as as you said, he gives directives. You know, um, in the conversation between the Lord and uh, Moses and his brother Aaron, he gave specific instructions. And you see this in the Holy Bible throughout when it was uh, about building the ark. Um also when he gave directives to Adam about naming the animals, um, even when it goes into building altars and churches and tabernacles, God is very specific. And what I am learning and what I have learned is that we as mankind sometimes are drawn to not paying attention to directives and not adhering to rules and regulations. You know, sometimes we want to cut corners, you know, and uh, I'll explain this more in depth after we read, you know, the entire 12th chapter. But in here we see um, when it when God gives instructions and in how to cook the meat, 
And I see this a lot of times, like I, I have uh, Spanish friends and I totally love the way they, they roast their pigs, you know? And, and so it brings me back to these scriptures in the way, um, you know, meat was instructed to be cooked, you know, not all meat, but this specifically. And when I hear the Lord uh, in, in this scripture uh, advising Moses and Aaron not to boil the meat in water or eat it raw is because of the blood. Because when you boil meat, that blood stays in that water. So this here, um, it just... It, it, it allows me how thorough God is. He didn't want you ingesting any blood. That blood is supposed to, and what Brother Desmond brought out, what we'll be reading um, about that is what was to be done with the blood. Okay. Uh, anyone want to read verses 12 through 20? Amen. On that, on that same night, I will pass through Egypt and strike down every firstborn of both people and animals, and I will bring judgment on all of the gods of Egypt. I am the Lord. The blood will be a sign for you for the houses where you are, and when I see the blood, I will pass over you. No destruction plague will touch you when I strike Egypt. This is the day you are to for the generations to come, you shall celebrate it as a festival to the Lord, a lasting ordinance. For seven days, you are to eat bread made without yeast. On the first day, remove the yeast from your house. For whoever eats anything with yeast in it, from the first day through the seventh, must be cut off from Israel. On the first day, hold a sacred assembly, and another one on the seventh not work at all on these days, except to prepare food for everyone to eat. That is all you may do. Celebrate the festival of the 11th bread, because it was on this very day that I brought your divisions out of Egypt. Celebrate this day as a lasting ordinance for generations to come. In the first month, you are to eat bread made without eating, from the evening of the 14th day until the of the 21st day. For seven days, the feast is to be found in your houses. And anyone, whether porno or native born, anything with yeast in it must be cut off from the community of Israel. Eat nothing made wherever you live, must eat unleavened bread. Okay. Anybody want to share what they received from these scriptures?
Amen. Amen. And then, um, you know, uh, in, when we looked at verses, well, chapter 11, you see how beautiful the, the Bible is written as well. Because in verse 11, that in verse 12 is actually happening simultaneously. You understand? Verse, uh, when we look at, and, and let's pull, uh, let's go back to Exodus uh, 11, okay? And you will see Exodus 11, this is actually when uh, the Lord is touching down with the, um, the firstborn. And in verse four in chapter 11, so Moses said, this is what the Lord says about midnight. I will go throughout Egypt. Every firstborn son in Egypt will die from the firstborn son of Pharaoh who sits on the throne to the firstborn son of the female slave who has her, who is at her hand mill and all the firstborn of the cattle as well. So we see here, this is, this is, this and when we go back to 12, do you guys see how this is happening simultaneously? Yeah. You see? Yeah, and like you said, Pastor, yeah, like you, in Exodus 11, how you said, Pastor, Exodus 11, 5 is happening at the same time as Exodus 12 because unfortunately, Pharaoh allowed his heart to be hard, you mm -hmm. know, and God hardened his heart even more. You know, like people said, Pharaoh already had a heart to heart. And mm -hmm. when he cast his own last plague upon his own people, then God is preparing his people at the same time. This is the plague. This is the last plague before you are released from Egypt. So you have to understand, this is what I want you to do on this same night at midnight. So this mm -hmm. is, you know, how you said it's all happening. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. And have that's go ahead, yes. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, have you noticed so far about what's going on? How everything that God is telling Moses and Aaron to do that at one point God is having mercy upon his people and, and he's also having mercy upon even people don't even know it but he also had mercy upon some of the Egyptians because people got to realize there were Egyptians that was that were under the direct slavery of, of Pharaoh you know and you had in people don't understand you had the Ishmaelites and the Israelites and like you said for God's people God had given direct instructions on what to do and if you didn't do it then you couldn't enter into his 
in, into Israel. You know what I mean? It, it was a, it was basically what God had told Moses not to do because he killed Pharaoh's soldier. I'm sorry. What was that, uh, Brother Desmond? How he killed Pharaoh's soldier. You know, you come down, you're going to end up coming into the Ten Commandments. And in one of the Ten Commandments, says, thou shalt not kill. Well, well uh, okay. You're t well, when Moses, well, when Moses, you're talking about Moses. I'm talking about Moses. Okay. But I'm talking we're about talking about the unleavened bread and the Passover right now. Right. Right. That, that's, right. When Moses. That, that's what I'm saying about like the unliving, how he's saying about it, it still comes down to God's law. Well, you know, and, and, and I'm glad that you broke, brought that up, but uh, because Moses killed um, that soldier because he was abusing a slave, and that was even before God called Moses to give him that assignment so you know and, and and the beauty about the bible and even god's laws um that's why god is the only judge and jury because we don't know the oil in a person's alabaster box you understand yes moses did kill you know him and when you look at the bible you know, and other people who were called uh, to to preach and to do acts of deliverance, they committed sins. You know, you have Solomon. You know, so um, I, you know, so um, amen. So, I'm sorry for going so far ahead, but all Oh, no, actually, well, that, what you're talking about with Moses, that happened, that happened even before the, the, the plagues, when yes, he know. killed, yeah, so, mm hmm But what I'm saying is, God, what I'm also saying is, this is what I'm saying. given God's law. When God talks, he's giving you like what not to do. And when you go and do that, then you've broken the faith between well, you and the good Lord. Well, you're, no, you're no, listening. no. Well, no, because, you know, when you go back and, and we said this and we read that the Bible is full of imperfect people that were called to do the work of a perfect God. No, 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 no. That's, that's, right. that's not what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is how God said he gave direct instructions. That's what I'm saying. He's giving direct instructions and what to do for, for Aslan. Okay? 
And what I'm also saying is when it came down to the bread, about the 11th bread, he was giving direct instructions. And if you did not follow those instructions, then guess what? You couldn't cross over. That's well, no, I, this not the. Giving, it's it, no that's the crossover. You, you. Well, you know what? Let's do this, um, Sister Pat. Could you read? Right. Yeah, you're you're talking about. You know, well, we'll get to that, but it's Moses couldn't cross over because of destroying, yes, the Ten Commandments and anger, but it, that this is something totally different. Right. And Sister Pat, if you could read verses 21 through 30. Amen. Sure. And we thank everybody for your participation. Um, while Sister Pat is mm-hmm. No, that is totally that is totally a amen. That is totally okay. We are gonna take a brief break and come right back with those verses with studying in the word. Yes, ma'am. On the path to success, we find many adversities. What and to whom can be the stumbling block? Are we being spiritually punished for some things? Or is there something or someone trying to hinder us from receiving Almighty God's blessings? Thinking outside the plantations is based on the evidence-based perspective. Evidence shows who and what is oppressing people today. The plantations of depression, suicide, domestic violence, and addictions will not define us. We have the power to become free. This book will guide you through breaking the chains, thus enabling you to step off those mental and philosophical plantations that impede your social growth. This book is written by abuse survivors and designed for your individual and group studies. Books are available on Amazon.com, both the instructor's manual and the individual book. And welcome back to Studying in the Word. I am Minister Michelle Carter-Douglas. Amen. Sister Patricia, would you bless us with the reading of uh, Exodus chapter 12, verses 21 through 30? Take a bunch of hyssop, dip it in the 
blood in the basin and put some of the blood on the top and on both sides of the door frame. None of you shall go out of the door of your house until morning. When the Lord goes through the land to strike down the Egyptians, he will see the blood on the top side of the door frame and will pass over that doorway, and he will not permit this door to enter your house and strike you down. Obey these instructions as a lasting ordinance for you and your descendants. When you enter the land that the Lord will give you as he promised, observe the ceremony. And when your children ask you, what does this ceremony mean to you? Then tell them it is the Passover sacrifice to the Lord who passed over the houses of the Israelites in Egypt and spared our homes when he struck down the Egyptians. Then the people bowed down and worshiped. The Israelites did just what the Lord commanded Moses and Aaron. At midnight, the Lord struck down all the firstborn in Egypt, from the firstborn of Pharaoh set on the throne, to the firstborn of the prisoner who was in the dungeon, and the firstborn of all the livestock as well. Pharaoh and all his officials and all the Egyptians got up during the night, and there was loud wailing in Egypt, for there was not a house without someone there. Okay, amen. So we see here that as the Bible uh, said, God made a distinction between the Israelites and the Egyptians. So the firstborns of the Egyptians did pass. So, you know, um, and it's easy to get things you know, confused sometimes, but you see here, Brother Desmond, the Egyptians, the firstborn of the Egyptians did pass, so it was not some Egyptians made it or whatever, you know, um, that's incorrect, and that's why it's good to just study in the word. Are there any yeah. uh, questions so far what we read? Mm-hmm. We're proving every day, and I say it just like this, mm-hmm. that there were some things in the Bible that were correct and not correctly translated. But you know what? We'll stop that right there because, um, no. you know, we don't give the devil a foothold, you know, because That's we have to, home. no, we, we have to, okay. Well, what we're going to do, we're going to read verses 31 through uh, 39. Amen. During the night, Pharaoh summoned Moses and Aaron and said, Up, leave my people, you and the Israelites. Go worship the Lord as you have requested. Take your flocks and herds as you have said and go and also bless me. The Egyptians urged the people to hurry and leave the country, for otherwise they said, we all will die. So the people took their dough before the yeast was added and carried it on their shoulders in kneading through wrapped in clothing. The Israelites did as Moses instructed and asked the Egyptians, for articles of silver and gold and for clothing. 
the Lord had made the Egyptians favorably disposed toward the people. I'll read that part again. The Lord made the Egyptians favorably disposed toward the people, and they gave them what they asked for. So they plundered the Egyptians. The Israelites journeyed from Ramesses to Succoth. There were about 600,000 men on foot besides women and children. Many other people went up with them and also large droves of livestock, both flocks and herds. With the dough the Israelites had brought from Egypt, they baked loaves of unleavened bread. The dough was without yeast because they had driven out of Egypt and did not have time to prepare food themselves. Uh, Sister Nicole, if you could read verses 40 through 47. Yes. Now the length of time the Israelite people lived in Egypt was 430 years. At the end of 430 years, to the very day, all the Lord's divisions left Egypt. Because the Lord kept vigil that night to bring them out of Egypt, on this night all the Israelites are to keep vigil honor the Lord for the generations to come. The Lord said to Moses and Aaron, these are the regulations for the Passover meal. No foreigner may eat it. Any slave you have, God may eat it after you have circumcised him. But a temporary resident or a higher worker may not eat it. It must be eaten inside the house. Take none of the meat outside the house. Do not break any of the bones. The whole community of Israel must celebrate. A foreigner residing among you who wants to celebrate the Lord's Passover must have all the males in the household circumcised. Then he may take part like one born in the land. No uncircumcised male may eat. The same law applies both to the native born and to the foreigner residing among you. All the Israelites did just the Lord had commanded Moses and Aaron. And on that very day, the Lord brought the Israelites out of Egypt by their division. Praise God. Amen. May God add a blessing to the hearers and doers of his holy word. Amen. So we see here in chapter 12, the precise instructions of God and God's deliverance. Also the inclusion, you know, um, when it came down to foreigners who were not Egyptians and wanted to uh, be included, they had to abide by the, uh, the covenant, which, you know, through, through Abraham, the circumcision. So uh, with that being said, also, I do want to go over some things that uh, some vocabulary words or words that was used when we look at hyssop. Hyssop actually is good for um, intestinal problems, uh, including the liver, the gallbladder conditions, uh, intestinal pain, uh, colic, loss of appetite. So through the Bible, we see God as a physician, as a physician. 
And that's another thing that I love about reading the word and studying in the word. You 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 see God's ministry um, throughout even today. God being the first counselor, the first surgeon, um, specializing in medicine, herbs, and different things. Um, when it is uh, told in in Exodus chapter twelve about eating in haste that's in in a rush in a hurry you know so this to me brings me back to um the lord uh hearing the fervent prayers the passionate prayers so the passover was a passionate meal to celebrate the deliverance that God has blessed the Israelites with. Um, are there any questions? Okay. Amen. Amen. So we are going to turn. I'm sorry. What was that? Exactly, exactly. And so uh, when we come up and, and while I'm going over some things, if everybody can turn their Bibles or on your cell phones, find Genesis chapter six, which we're going to talk uh, about the wickedness in the world, which uh, the reason why the flood came to be. When I look in Exodus chapter 12, I see a lot what goes on nowadays. Um, and, you know, Desmond, what you were saying a little earlier. Um, like Pharaoh, Pharaoh put a lot of lies in the world. Sometimes people try to oppress people with the mind um, as not seeking God's word, not understanding it, not asking questions. Sometimes people try to oppress people with fear. Um, whatever it is, you know, we have to look to God and we have to continuously study in the word. Um, the Bible talks about giving the devil a foothold. And that encompasses a lot of things. Sometimes we as people may be angry with the Lord for whatever reason. And subconsciously, we allow the adversary to come in and to distort things. The Bible is factual. It has been translated correctly. And... The only reason why the adversary wants to attack the Holy Word is because he doesn't want people, he doesn't want the, yeah, one second. Mm -hmm. The adversary does not want people to know the truth. 
apologize for this, but everybody can uh, take to chapter 11 and 12 in the Holy Bible. And let's move forward to Genesis chapter 6. Amen. Now in Genesis chapter 6, um, here we see the wickedness in the world. Okay. Chapter six, when human beings began to increase in number on the earth and daughters were born to them, the sons of God saw the daughters of humans were beautiful and they married any of them they chose. Then the Lord said, my spirit will not contend with humans forever for they are mortal. Their days will be a hundred and twenty. So in verses one through Three here, we see how mankind's longevity in life decreased again because remember, prior to the fall of man, we were supposed to live forever. And when Adam and Eve sinned, we decreased from everlasting life to living under 1,000 years here on earth because 1,000 years to us is one day to Jehovah God. And now we see in the book of Genesis verses 1 through 3, again, mankind's sin has now decreased us in life. So from 900 and so odd years, it has now been cut down to 120. Now, you will see during the scriptures, uh, some people have lived longer than that. But again, now we, we that, that is the lifespan um, for the norm. Uh, verses four through eight, I'll read. The Nephilim were on the earth in those days. And also afterward, when the sons of God went to the daughters of humans and had children by them, they were the heroes of old, men and renowned. The Lord saw how great the wicked of the human race had become on earth and that every inclination of the thoughts of the human heart was only evil all the time. The Lord regretted that he had made human beings on the earth and his heart was deeply troubled. 
So the Lord said, I will wipe from the face of this earth the human race I have created and with them the animals, the birds and the creatures that move along the ground. For I regret that I have made them. But Noah found favor in the eyes of the Lord. And I want to stop right there and, and share a lot with these scriptures. Sometimes I know this myself. In doing the work that I do, even before I became a pastor, before I became a minister, I was discouraged. I was discouraged because sometimes people are just naturally mean. And I've said, I regret even befriending this person. I regret even knowing this person. I regret the kindness that I've done. And I'm sure other people have, have, have felt the same thing. And then I, I, I know recently, you know, um, thank you, Jesus. I, I don't have that to that degree. But some people might say, well, you're supposed to be a pastor. You're supposed to be a minister. You see right here, God Almighty got fed up. What on the earth was I even thinking? I made these people to love one another and, and to have, you know, life and, and look at all this wickedness and debauchery. Even the animals is running them up. Because don't forget, it was the snake who was an animal who was manipulated by Satan too. Animals got spirits too. You wonder why some of these dogs out here, like you see some pit bulls, they're very kind, they're very loving. And then you see other pit bulls that are just monstrous. Yes, that's spirit. So, and I bring this up to people who are listening and those on the line today. Don't be discouraged when you feel real emotions because we are an image of God. So yes, we're going to get jealous. Yes, we're going to get angry. Yes, we're going to be discouraged. Yes, we're going to be fed up. But it's what we do while we are in those emotions that keeps us firmly rooted in the word of God <coughs> or straddling the fence over the sin. And the Nephilims, the Nephilims were these big, nasty creatures like the giant who David, uh, uh, Goliath, okay? They were spirit people slash human people. And the sons of God, who are demons now, not all of them, but the ones that were looking on these women at, in lust, that put on flesh, dynamic possessions, to make these children. That was not supposed to happen at all. Not supposed to happen at all. And as we go down to verses uh, 
9 through uh, Sister Nicole, if you could read verses 9 through. Sure. Because they're sons of God. So they 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 are are extremely, extremely, you know, uh greater in size. And their strength is great, okay, compared to a human. So at this particular time, now God did make it so that the fallen sons of God cannot do that anymore, you know, to uh, go and put on these clothes and have relations and produce children. Um, but these uh, Nephilims were part human and part spirit creatures. And I know that uh, Brylin and uh, Ma, Sister Pat, and I discussed this subject before, and our theory is that these Nephilims kind of sound like, okay, some of what Greek mythology talks about, the Zeus, the Hades, the Poseidon. Yes. Okay? Yeah. 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 So, and, and, we, and that's what I love about God and love about the Bible is because God puts everything in there. Dinosaurs is is in the bible it talks about all of that if you if you read and you study in the word and when they come out with the greek mythology and different things and you look here when it talks about in the hebrew text you know you get to see the geography of of the happenings as well oh gotcha okay mm-hmm Desmond hung up. 
But you know, you, you, the thing about it is when you study in the word, you 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 have to have a teachable spirit and a listening spirit and you you have to acknowledge that the bible is authentic because if you attack the bible's authenticity you're not you're not opening you're not receiving the holy spirit With only a few minutes until they could exit to Koenigsegg Parkway, the roads and traffic take a turn for the worse. Readers and friends, the angel of death was near. Sterile and John prayed silently to Almighty God. Are they spared? Everyone hopes for a perfect love story. Some people dream of taking an adventure. In a small town named Poughkeepsie, New York, a couple and six young adults will meet and change one another's lives forever. Take this journey in the adventures of Gurgle Boy, written by author Patrick M. Douglas. This book is available on Amazon.com. finishing point has a beginning. In our lives, every hardship we faced brought about a new beginning, a new horizon, a new triumph. Beginning of a new is just one short story written by author Brylon Douglas in his book, My Purpose Ordained by God, collection of adventure and short stories from an autistically gifted child. From the adventures of Jerry Young, who disguises himself to hide from the world, to Mama, Please Don't Go, another heartfelt short story about a young girl named Mindy who fears losing her mother. Take this inspirational journey through this book written by Brylon Douglas and available right now on Amazon.com. Mind to the Lord. Yes, and definitely. We'll definitely. And um, Sister Nicole, would you be able to read? Uh, let me see. What verses did I ask you to read? Um, let me see. We're on Genesis 6, 1 through 8. So if you could read verses 9 through 15. Yes. Okay. okay. Uh, this is the account of Noah and his family. Noah was a righteous man, blameless among the people of this time, of his time, and he walked faithfully with God. Noah had three sons. 
now the earth was corrupt in God's sight and was full of violence. God saw how corrupt the earth had become, for all the people on earth had corrupted their ways. So God said to Noah, I am going to put an end to all people, for the earth is filled with violence because of them. I am surely going to destroy both them and the earth. So make yourself an ark of cypress wood. Make rooms in it and coat it with pitch inside and out. This is how, how you are to build it. The ark is to be 300 cubits long, 50 cubits wide, and 30 cubits high. Make a roof for it, leaving below the roof and opening one cubit high all around. Put a door in the side of the ark and make lower, middle, and upper depth. I'm going to bring flood waters on the earth to destroy all life under the heavens. Every creature that has the breath of life in it, everything on earth will perish. But I will establish my covenant with you, and I will enter the ark. You and your sons, your wife, and your sons' wives in you. You are to bring into the ark of all living creatures, male and female, and keep them alive. Two of every kind of bird, of every kind of animal, of every kind of creature that moves along the ground will come to you to be kept alive. You are to take every kind of food that is eaten and store it away as food for you and them. Know within everything just as God commanded them. Amen. And we see here about diligence and obedience being a factor when worshiping God. You know, sometimes, you know, we as people, we we're looking for the rainbow after the storm, but we don't want to receive the instructions and adhere to the rules and the regulations of God, who pieces all storms. You know, we, we and in the scriptures that you just read, we see here how God sees his favorable. He sees his children. He knows our hearts and our efforts. He knows. So when I think about the fact that in the midst of this world today, in all of its wickedness and all of its chaos, and there's unbelievers, the fact that this world is still going I know there's believers. I know there's people like us, his remnant, his favorable. And remember that. Remember that. Because as we see in the Bible, if every single person, every single person in this world is corrupt, God could just close the curtains right now. But it's the righteous, the salt of the earth. So out of this Bible study today, if anybody takes away anything, I want them to take away that you are the salt of the earth. And God is seeing and recognizing your efforts. Don't be discouraged. Sometimes we're going to have specific instructions, as we see in Exodus uh, chapter 12 
and Genesis chapter 6. Be diligent unto the Lord. And another thing, we are given new art, new creativity. Sometimes fear and procrastination takes over. I had a conversation today and I've had conversations. You know, I procrastinated on becoming a minister. I, I had the calling in 2009 and I ran because other people were telling me that, no, I don't think you were called. And in writing poetry, I was like, you know what? Yeah, it, it'll be fun, but it's not really doing nothing. When I started uh, doing that, I, I don't know if you guys remember what I was doing like little poetry gigs back in 2005. Uh, Ma, do you remember? Oh, amen. Right, and yes, you're right, you're right. And some of it was spoken word, you're right. You know, and it was, it was, it was, and I got, you know, a little money, but it wasn't enough to where you could just like, you know, pay your bills, this is that and the other. And at that time, you know, um, I had to pay out of pocket for my, my, my books. So I would type them up on my, my computer, which that took paper and ink, and then I would have to take them and get them bound at Kinko's, that was additional cost. So I really didn't have that much left. So I was like, you know what? I got to work. I got three small kids. I got to work. I got to leave this alone. And so I put it off until God closed that door in 2016. And now I was out of a job and I'm like, well, what am I supposed to do? And, you know, I went into that, that rock bottom, that depression and it was revealed to me that this is what God wanted me to do. And he knew I wasn't going to do it if that door was still open. So God is just miraculous in the things that he do. And um, I, I want to share that when he gives you instructions, you know, and when I wrote uh, the book uh, with uh, Patrick M. Douglas, Arlesa R. Douglas and Brylon Douglas, restoring your inner peace they were younger and i was depressed so the sentences were choppy there's grammatical errors and i remember after completing it i was like i was telling them, i don't know maybe i should wait because it's not you know and i i felt the spirit i heard god put it out there and so I did. And yeah, some people did, you know, say certain stuff about that. And, you know, and then my my poetry book, Behind Closed Doors, Volume 1, people tore it apart. Um, look, she she's misspelling y'all. It's supposed to be Y apostrophe A-L-L. It was a lot of stuff. And it hurt. But then it's now that God has healed me and I redid, re-revised re the books. I look at, I'm like, 
This is God delivering me from the Exodus. Y'all reading about it, talking about it. I'm living it, baby. So talk about me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Talk about me. Talk, talk. Because God got the glory every day. God got the glory every day. Like some people, you see them after the fact. Yeah. You know, God is God is God is great. God is good. And uh, I want to share that too. Uh, any last words anybody has to say? Yeah, no, I'm just uh, saying the same thing, Pastor. You know, everybody knows my situation about uh, understanding about hitting rock bottom. And, you know, suffering men do it for the night. That's right. And, you know, uh, I believe. The whole Bible, how you said, uh, talks about over and over again how it's not just with Noah and the flood, it's not just with um, removal of the firstborn of the Egyptians and any of the Israelites that didn't follow the specific instructions of, of Christ, but it's all about us now in 2022. You know, if we don't follow the instructions of God, He already says what is going to the outcome of that. But mm-hmm. I'm following it. It's already in there. So, you know, even to this day, uh, we have to follow those those instructions that he, he gives us. And, you know, rightly uh, deciding the word and understanding what we're reading, that is part of the gift of discernment, and that is part of understanding your relationship with God. And then also understanding you as a pastor and comforting of uh, the scripture. Mm-hmm. So you gotta have everything important. And when you try and have the, the student tell the teacher, or sometimes you try and have the arm tell the head, it's not it's not a sequence and it's not gonna work out that way. And then things are gonna crumble. But God likes order. Uh, he wants things to be done in an orderly manner, and he wants us to, again, understand the scriptures. So I just want to thank you for helping me, because I know personally I have understood the scriptures and increased my own personal, not not just through the past, but through my own personal relationship with God, with the Holy Spirit that he has given me. And that is why I know for a fact that you were called to do this. You are blessed to do this. And anybody that would have any question in that, that person um, does, does not understand that name of God. To God be glorified. And you know what? And I have a long way to go. You know, I have a long way to go. But you know what? On this road that God has paved for me, that's what haters do. They haters hate and hate is not of god he despises the sin but he has hope that the sinner will change and so when when people try to attack me or my calling now this is just today you know where god has brought me this because if you asked me this last month it i, I would have a totally different response and answer 
But to those that don't believe or they have anything negative, okay, we'll take it up with God. Take it up with, with God of, of, of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Talk to him and tell him about me. And we'll see how far you get. You know what I'm saying? Because that's what that's what people do. They come at you. We're not, we're imperfect people serving a perfect God. Yeah, we're gonna get angry. Yeah, you know what? We get frustrated when when we gotta make repairs or rebuild our house or something like that. We're human, we make mistakes. You're gonna see ugly. You know what I'm saying? But guess what? God makes us beautiful. God makes us beautiful. I'll share a, a, a situation today. Today, I had called Aqua Water Company. And this lady on the other end, she just, I don't know what her issue was. But she had said something to me. And I just totally, I was like, yo, I'm not going to deal with this. And she said something else. And then I told her off. And afterwards, I was like, you know what? I just, I just, I just let the devil, you know, provoke me. But at least it wasn't to where I used to be because I used to be that person that, okay, I'm going to just call back until they get on this phone and I'm going to cuss them out some more, you know? But I take the situation and I say, you know what? I'm an imperfect person. I made a mistake. I repented. I confessed. I apologize. And I move on. And then I know next time, you know what? When that person be like, I'll pray for you. I don't know what's going on in your life to take your frustrations out on me. But the God that I serve, love you, and so do I. And that's how I'm, but you know what? It takes time. It takes time in making mistakes. And I, I say this also, anybody that gains any type of joy from hurting someone emotionally, physically, sexually, spiritually, that's demonic. That's not of God. And they have to grow. They have to change. And they, they got to be away from me. You know? Because God says you got to come up away from some people. You can't be in the company of some people. Wow. Amen. Uh, Sister Cole, if you could bless us with a song, and then after song, uh, Sister Patricia, if you could lead us out with prayer.
Michelle Carter Douglas, praise God, and we will see one another Sunday for church service at 2 p.m. God bless.
Thank you for reminding me. Yes, Exodus chapter uh, 13 and Genesis chapter 7. Praise God. Amen. Amen. We got it, Pastor. Amen. Love y'all. Bye-bye. Exodus 13.